0: The SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just head to GetRoman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is home to the Best Ball Mania 2 contest where you can win $1,000,000. That's right, $1 million. Sign up now at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Odds Jam. Odds Jam is the betting tool every sharp better needs, bringing you the latest prices and presenting the best betting opportunities. Dominate the marketplace with Odds Jam. Use promo code SGP and get 5% off sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash oddsjam. Welcome in everybody to another episode of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host Rod Gomez. You can find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Another Sunday, another Sunday night, Monday morning, whenever you listen to this. It's a podcast. Who cares? Whatever day you're listening to this, it's another day. It's another show. And I am excited to be joined by two fabulous gentlemen again as we bring you another episode of this show. Joining me today is my guest, James Vecchio. He is a football writer for Gridiron Rating. Our fact checker today is Dan Titus of the SGPN. Again, gentlemen, thank you so much for being a part of this show.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to to get cracking and uh, give uh, some hot takes.
2: Great to be here, Rod, and we're excited to get the uh, SGPN crew uh, locked and loaded for fantasy season. So, man, it's already underway. Uh, already doing some fantasy drafting, dynasty redraft. So let, let's get after it, man. Really excited for today.
0: Heck yeah. Dan, you got some very, very big shoes to fill as Terrell Furman last week really nailed it. So I hope you studied. I hope you uh, you know what Terrell, you know, he set the bar pretty high for, for the fact checker did. position.
2: For sure. <laughs> so,
0: um, all right, James, brother, we're gonna explain the show to everybody real quick. And I know we've talked a little bit online about what uh, what we're doing, but if you have not listened to this show yet, shame on you. One, uh, two. Uh, thank you for listening, and thank you for joining us. I hope you continue to. Uh, but what this is is a pardon the interruption style show where we are going to have ten topics to talk about today. topics is actually ten fantasy offenses of interest. I'm not. Giving You top fantasy offenses mind you because everybody can give you that I'm giving you ones that are Interesting and that we can talk about some interesting topics about it so three minutes on the clock for each topic and uh, At the end of the three minutes or actually with 30 seconds left rather you're going to hear this You're gonna not hear the theme music You're gonna hear ticking clock Alright, so not only are you gonna hear that? But then that means we have 30 seconds left. After the 30 seconds, then you're going to hear this. That means it is time for us to move on to the next topic. Are the rules clear? Yeah,
1: I'm ready to roll.
0: James like, yes, yes, sir.
2: <laughs> he was born ready for this.
0: He was born no ready out of for debate. this. <laughs> uh, all right, so here we go. We are going to start the clock and start with our first offense of the, uh, of the show. And that's starting now. Uh, All right. So we're going to start with the Dallas Cowboys because, I mean, why not start in the NFC East in this wild, wacky NFL season that we got in 2022 or 2021? Uh, I'm already a year ahead. That's okay. We're fast forwarding. Uh, But anyways, Dallas Cowboys, lots of stuff going on. James, I want to hear what you have to think about the Dallas Cowboys offense in 2021.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, I frankly think they're the best fantasy offense that uh, can come around. Dak Prescott is an elite quarterback who's in the tier below Patrick Mahomes. He might be number two. He's not my number two, but he's close enough that he could be, which means he's very, very good. Ezekiel Elliott is still very, very good. Everyone's afraid of the age train catching up with him and all of his touches, and that's not happening yet. It's going to. It's going to happen to every running back, but he's fine, and if it does, Tony Pollard is right there to just fill in the shoes. The running back position there is going to be a star. It's probably Zeke Elliott. It's unlikely to not be, but maybe it's not. Who knows? Who knows? Wide receivers? Well, you have C.D. Lamb, the number one wide receiver that everyone wants from the 2020 draft class. You've got Amari Cooper, who everyone thinks is just old and decrepit, but he isn't, and he's very, very good. He's just not super sexy like anyone else. And then you got Michael Gallup, who is a Colorado State product who's fine and not great, but he's also the number three wide receiver, and he's the best number three wide receiver in the NFL. That's saying something. Maybe not necessarily the best number three wide receiver as an actual player, but as a fantasy player, that's my take. You also have Cedric Wilson, who no one likes, but also if somebody gets hurt, I'm adding Cedric Wilson to my squad. You go, you look at tight end, you got Blake Jarwin, you got Dalton Schultz. I'm not sure who's gonna take the job, but whoever does, I really like them as a red zone tight end target. And with as bad as tight end is across the league, they could be a top end, top 10 tight end. There's so much to love here. I, I love the Cowboys. I I want everyone on this team on my roster.
0: Well, and you look at it this way, they were about 14th in the league last, uh, last season at fan uh, yards per game with 371.8. I mean, that's impressive when you don't have the guy that's supposed to get you there and you're rolling with Andy Dalton, right? I mean, if you're 14th and you still have Andy Dalton as your quarterback, I guess there's no place to go, but up,
1: right? You ran Ben DiNucci out there. You ran Garrett Gilbert out there. You didn't exactly just have Andy Dalton being 2014, Andy Dalton. He was 2020 Andy Dalton, the guy the Bears took and everyone to laughed at for making a starter because he shouldn't be a starter. So when you're still a top half of the league offense with that, uh, yeah, I like your team a lot.
0: Yeah, for me, when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, if Dak uh, stays healthy. I, I think you're right. I think you're on to something. Although their rushing game, I, I, as far as fantasy is concerned, Elliot, I don't know how much I want to even trust Elliot in this world. Um, he burns you, and he burns you a lot, and then he rewards you for being burned. I don't know. It's, it's such a weird situation with him.
1: Yeah, uh, it's true that he's no longer the 101 of running backs, but there aren't that many good running backs out there to begin with. Get him on my roster. He's top 12 for me in Dynasty. He's probably top eight, top six and redraft. I, I still approve.
0: A team that also does not know what the hell to do at the running back position. We move on to another uh, NFC East team in the Philadelphia Eagles. They, my friends, have way more questions than answers, I think, going into this offseason and going into the next uh, football season because well one they just lost the quarterback that everybody hated but loved to hate and still loves and now they probably may miss him i don't know who knows uh but the eagles is who are uh, who we're moving on to again bringing in jalen hurts as possibly their starting quarterback uh, what does that do to this offense what, what where do we look in how do the eagles shape up here next season james
1: uh, I mean, from a fantasy perspective, they appear to me like they're kind of like the Ravens. They're going to have a quarterback who does a lot and might step up and be Lamar Jackson of 2019. He might also be Lamar Jackson of 2020, which is a rosterable QB1, but not somebody you just absolutely love and might have a few clunkers. From the running game perspective, Miles Sanders should be very good. He should weed. They also just acquired a hodgepodge of just guys back there. And one of those guys is going to step up and just take carries and no one's going to want it from a fantasy perspective, but it's going to happen. And then you look at their receivers and you see Devonta Smith, you see Jalen Rager, see first round picks. And then you see some other guys who have high draft capital and and you don't like their names and you just quickly go, Oh, I'm not really a, a fan here. I don't really like this. Like, yeah, there's post hype there. Yeah. Devonta Smith isn't really post hype. He's current hype, but you got, Jalen Hurts throwing I, I don't love it you've got Dallas Goddard to supposedly eat volume but no one here is at a price point in fantasy that I want to buy them at nobody's like awful it's not like Jalen Rager's is out there just getting drafted really high or something he's super cheap but I'm just not in love with anything actually happening a production standpoint outside of Hurts just racking up yardage and Sanders just getting carries
0: It's going to be hard because, again, even with the guy, the guy, right, in Carson Wentz last season, uh, this this Eagles offense was almost – Not even rosterable in any situation they had 334 yards per game that was like 24th in the league they only averaged 20.9 points per game and I know that points don't necessarily uh, equal fantasy points but look man people got to get touchdowns to really get the points I mean if you're not getting the yardage you know 207.9 passing yard average per game uh, 126 average rushing yards per game if you're not getting all that stuff then then you need points you need touchdowns you know and if you're not getting them from somebody um i don't know and i'm not sure how much this eagles uh, offense changes this season for fantasy purposes maybe they get better in in football wise but for fantasy purposes i don't even know how much hurts is going to hurt this
2: offense
1: yeah and you know they added one offensive lineman in the draft landon dickerson in the second round that's nice But is that enough for this team? Carson Wentz got obliterated, and I know I'm not a Carson Wentz fan, but that wasn't 100% on him. You need to get some help at that line, but I don't know if they got enough throughout the offseason.
0: I need a button pusher. I, I, I tend to slip up and push the wrong buttons nowadays. I think if you're playing, if you're listening to this show, play a drinking game with me. Every time I hit the wrong button, take a shot. Uh, If you're sober by the end of the episode, I applaud your efforts. Uh, All right, let's move on to, I think a team that people will want to watch as they're drunk. And this is the Denver Broncos because the reason I picked these guys is not just because uh, of, of what they did this season, but what the rumors are potentially for this next season coming up because there are a lot of whispers and maybe not whispers so much as loud tweets that Denver may get themselves a new quarterback this season. James does Aaron Rodgers go to Denver and if so, what the hell does this do to Denver's offense?
1: I'm going to come in with a sparkling hot take that a Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere <laughs> and B I like this team about equally with Teddy Bridgewater at the quarterback position. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater is not going to put up fancy numbers like Aaron Rodgers not saying that at all, but what he's going to do to those receivers. He's accurate as heck He's the exact opposite of what Drew Locke was. He's going to make Jerry Judy catch balls. He's going to make K.J. Hamler catch balls. He's going to make Cortland Sutton catch balls. He's going to make Noah Fant catch balls. He's going to make John T- Javante Williams catch balls. Those are a lot of people who need passes to actually get to their hands, and Drew Locke can't do that. Drew Locke can uncork one down the field, and maybe it'll get there, and the next four he'll throw for interceptions. Teddy Bridgewater is a stable, basic, mediocre quarterback, and this team actually needs that. So I think he was a great acquisition. He's not what I want at quarterback, but for what's available. And Aaron Rodgers isn't moving. That's what I want. There's a ton of value in these skill positions. It's just who's getting him the ball. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to actually accomplish that.
0: Well, he's got to be better than drew lock I mean again that Denver passing offense was atrocious last season and even their yards per game I mean 335 yards per game 22nd in the league in that respect uh, 215 passing yards just barely over 119 rushing yards and 20 points per game I mean, it's just again. This offense was bad. So yes, almost anything is an improvement and when you're saying to me that Teddy Bridgewater is going to make this offense better that should just tell you how bad they were last season. Uh, And you're right. I mean, look, Teddy Bridgewater is not one of those guys that is going to Immediately spark, you know the the huge jump in a top five offense But yes for fantasy purposes if you would like to roster a couple of these Broncos on some speculative terms And maybe you know Bridgewater does get a couple more receptions, especially in a PPR You know if if accurate passing means that uh, receivers can catch a couple of more uh, balls then yeah I think Jerry Judy is definitely an interesting um, Look here, especially now with Bridgewater at, at the quarterback position
1: Yeah, you know, I just really think that he's going to rise up and be that receiver everyone thought he was, and he's kind of on that standard progression model that is actually so rare that everyone thinks happens. He has a very solid but underwhelming compared to other rookie receivers rookie year, and then his second year, he'll step up and be good because his quarterback stepped up and was good. Receivers are tied to their QB, and yeah, Teddy Bridgewater doesn't light up any name charts. He's not a top-20 quarterback, but you know what he isn't? He's not a mistake maker. He gets the job done. He gets the most that he can out of his receivers without getting more because he's elite. He's adequate. And the Broncos need someone who's adequate. They have the skill positions to take adequate and make it the best it can be. I just really like that match. I hated him in Carolina. I didn't like him in Minnesota. Wasn't a fan of him on the Saints. But in Denver, I like the way it looks.
0: Quick question. Does it help or hurt the running game?
1: I think it helps because you actually have to deal with short passes. Drew Locke wasn't doing much with the short pass game uh, and Teddy Bridgewater is excellent. Why? Cause he leads everything in accuracy. That's not a weak quarterback style ratings. And it's going to help the running game. Cause it's going to sh- have, they're going to have to defend against short passes in a much more, I guess, open and honest way, versus being able to, to, get it in the box. And, and Javante Williams is young. He's not Melvin Gordon's age. There there's actual reason to have optimism. Is, is Teddy Bridgewater solving the running game? no, but is he going to make it better than what Drew Lockwood? Yes.
0: Well, I didn't think we were going to go into overtime on the Denver Broncos there, but now <laughs> let's vacate the Broncos position uh, and, and let's move to the team that, again, I speculate maybe... Yeah, and there was somebody that was false tweeting that Aaron Rodgers was going to retire. Uh, that sent Twitter ablaze, but uh, that's not happening. And if you, James, think he's staying in Green Bay, uh, let's move on to that Green Bay offense, who last season was really good. I mean, you know, this is obviously Aaron Rodgers' world. Everybody's living in it. So with Green Bay, if Aaron Rodgers stays, I think everything stays put. But what happens if Aaron Rodgers goes away? That's I'm really curious about that. James, what do you think?
1: You know, I, I think in terms of a fantasy standpoint, if Aaron Rodgers does leave, you've got Jordan Love stepping, stepping in to be Aaron Rodgers' light. He's going to feed Devonta Adams' targets, not because he's as good as Aaron Rodgers, but because he doesn't have anyone else to throw to. Is Amari Rodgers going to step up and be great in year one? I'm not betting on it, especially with Jordan Love at quarterback. Uh, dude, I think Robert Cunyon's going to have another amazingly efficient year. No, I think he's fine but his TD catch rate was like 11% of all targets or, or something astronomical like that. No, he's not going to do that again. He's going to get four touchdowns or five touchdowns, and that's with Aaron Rodgers under center. Jordan Love, I mean, maybe they're so bad with him that they're playing from behind, but I don't think so. I think he'll he'll be pretty adequate, and he'll be a light version of Rodgers. Throwing Devontae Adams the ball, running the ball with Aaron Jones, throwing it to him out of the backfield, And he'll be fine. I think it'll be better than what a lot of people think he is. But I still don't think it's going to happen. I think I'm just talking in hypotheticals here because Aaron Rodgers isn't going nowhere.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, I I don't at this point now, maybe a week ago, maybe two weeks ago when the wound was still hot, uh, maybe that was a, a bigger possibility for him to go but I think now as things are cooling down a little bit I think you're starting to see that it because if he would have moved I think he would have moved quickly. He's Aaron Rodgers You know, it's it's not like the guy is, you know, doesn't have leverage he, any team would probably be happy to have him um, I know San Francisco <laughs> should have welcomed him with open arms, but whatever. That's just me uh, but yeah, so does Aaron? I want to talk about Aaron Jones real quick because does he Equal this season because he had a really good season and I'm I'm sort of scared that it may not happen again this coming season
1: you know, I think with everyone on Green Bay's offense, they're going to take a slight step back. That includes Aaron Rodgers, if he's still there. That includes Devontae Adams. That includes Aaron Jones. It includes Robert Kanyon It includes everyone. They're all one year older, and they're not on the right side of the age curve, and that includes quarterbacks who now last till they're 80 years old like Tom Brady. You are going to not see these guys be the elite elite anymore. They're still going to be elite. I'm not saying they're going to fall off a cliff, but none of them are going to put up the numbers they put up last year. But they might get ninety percent of the way there, 85% of the way there. That's still very, very good. It's just not all the way there.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, Green Bay, it's it's one of those offenses that you target year in, year out, and you just don't look back. I mean, you're right. The and the names don't change, you know, anymore. It's like Devontae Adams for sure, Jones for sure, Rogers for sure. The only question is where do you feel comfortable taking them and and how much exposure do you want over the course of your leagues? Um An exciting offense, I think, that some people may not think that it's entirely always been sexy, but uh, they're sexy now, and it's the Cincinnati Bengals. They've gotten younger, and they keep getting younger, and it just seems to me that year after year, they're starting to put together a team of young talent that uh, is challenging now, and and is maybe only a year away, or maybe even this year away, from being actually fantasy relevant all around. Uh, So James, what about this Bengals offense has got you excited? If anything,
1: Uh, I think by definition, I am a Joe Mixon truther. I I, I love the guy. I had him last year. I probably got burned by him last year. I just don't understand why he has so much hate. Of course, he got injured. No one likes injured guys. And if you want to throw the injury prone tag at him, fine. But you can throw that to literally any running back. He just happened to get injured. In my brain, if he got injured the past two years, it's kind of likely he won't get injured this year just in the law of averages. So I'm all about Joe Mixon. He has no actual true competition, and we're in a league where pretty much every running back has a guy breathing down their neck, so I love that. There's nobody on that Bengals roster that scares me from the running back position. Do I think Joe Burrow is going to be a very good quarterback? Yep. Do I think he's going to be the number one overall quarterback? No, but that doesn't matter in fantasy. If you have a top-five quarterback, you have a top-five quarterback. It's fine. Quarterbacks aren't the true be-all, end-all what like they are in the real life. Uh, do I like the wide receiver situation? I love it. T Higgins is great. I'm a Tyler Boyd truther as well. So I just love my Bengals. and you know, uh, they took somebody in the top five who I think was going to be pretty, 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 pretty pretty dang good in Jamar Chase. So you've got three elite pass weapons there. Yeah. Okay. Drew Sample is going to be nothing or CJ Uzama is going to be nothing at tight end. Fine. I'll take a step back, but this team has a horrible defense. They're going to be playing from behind a lot. The rest of this division is still good, except maybe the Steelers, maybe possibly, but they're going to be in shootouts. They're going to get passing yardage. They're going to do what you want them to do in fantasy. I, I, I love everyone here. Uh, I don't get why they're kind of being undersold. You had Cincinnati, but stats are stats.
0: Yeah. Pull one out for Gio Bernard, please, because that guy... It's so, yeah, thank you, Dan. The, I don't understand, man. The, the guy had so much potential, so much hype, so much awesomeness. And, I mean, I felt like year after year, y- you say Gio Bernard, and everybody's like, oh... What? Why? Poor guy. So yeah, him not nipping at the heels anymore of Mixon has every Mixon truther. Uh, really, just super excited. But here's the thing about Mixon. I mean, even like I want guys to me that make me feel good, and I don't know what it is about Mixon that just doesn't make me. Fe- he could get put up 600 yards, and I'd still be like, yeah, but he'll get 20 tomorrow. <laughs> I don't. I'm still not sold.
1: I am sold. I I disagree with that. He makes me feel great because I know I'm getting him at an awesome price. Him and another guy, David Montgomery. I love their price points. Buy them everywhere. Yes, they're not RB1s. They're not the number one fantasy player, but you're not paying for the number one fantasy player. So why why do you care? If you get a sleeper in round 48, are you expecting him to be the best player in the league? No. Why are you expecting these guys who are your third, fourth guy drafted to be the number one overall player? They have insanely good floors. That's what you want. You don't want to screw it up.
0: Fine, James. I'm taking Mixon in my next mock draft, and I'm, I'm just going to feel good. You know what? No, never mind. I'm going to take him in my next draft. How's that? Oh,
1: I, music to my ears.
0: Uh, all right. Well, we, it is time. It is time to step away, pay some bills. When we come back, we're going to get right back to it uh, with the New York football giants. I'm sure you'll be interested to hear our takes on that. But uh, yeah, let's step away for a second, shall we? It's a great time to be alive because WinBet is bringing you action on real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. You can get in on all your favorite teams, all your favorite players, and your sports games. They're always, always giving out generous promos, odds, parlays. They're all happening right now at WinBet. You want to get yourself started today, and you'll actually receive a special offer up to $500 in risk-free sports betting if you happen right now. It's happening right now, so get in on it. Terms and conditions, of course, as always apply, but you can get the D. Details Right now at wynnbet.com and download the app today. Look, I get it. Nobody is perfect. Nobody has that perfect A-plus draft. Nobody gets the perfect amount of points every week in their fantasy football matchups. It's okay. Everybody has something that they are not perfect at. But look, if you... Feel like you come up short in the bedroom sometimes. That also is perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there definitely are options. Just like this podcast is here to help minimize your fantasy football woes, Roman is there to help you in your bedroom woes. There are options, of course. Like I said, you go to GetRoman.com right now slash SGP. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will help you to find the best treatment plan if Medication is appropriate. It ships to you for free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Go to GetRoman.com SGP and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete an online visit today. Connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com SGP now for $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com SGP. Get started now. Save $15 on your first month of treatment. I'm not sure why, but if you have not yet happened to play on Underdog Fantasy, you got to check it out right now. Their Fantasy Best Ball tournaments are some of the best around, and not to mention they've got a Best Ball Mania 2 tournament where you can win a million That's a lot of money to win on a best ball tournament. So you want to get in on that while the getting is good. They also have a number of games involving parlay, player props, MLB, NBA, so much more. Uh, It's just a great place to be. Plus, now they also have a special NBA playoffs best ball tournament coming up. Uh, So go to get, go to get, go to underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code SGP. Don't forget to enter their best ball mania tournament where you can win $1 million. That's underdogfantasy.com on promo code SGP. I see you, I know. You're a sharp better. So that means you need to sign up with OddsJam. What is OddsJam? Well, OddsJam does your line shopping for you, finding the best prices on all bets, including player props. OddsJam even provides arbitrage opportunities where you can bet on both sides of a line at two different shops to guarantee a profit. That's a good guarantee. OddsJam also tailors itself to whatever betting market you're currently in, so you can dominate the marketplace with Odds Jam. Guess what? As always, we've got something for you. Sign up at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Odds Jam. Use promo code SGP for 5% off. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Odds Jam. Promo code SGP for 5% off. All right. Let's jump back in it. We are hot and heavy in our top 10. Well, not top 10, but 10 most interesting fantasy offenses for the 2021 season. Left off in Cincinnati. Let us move now to the East Coast, uh, a very East Coast, and hit a team where I'm wondering if they did enough retooling to make a splash and I know that uh, I know where I fall on it but I want to know James what are you thinking about this New York Giants offense going into the 2021 season
1: uh I'm thinking that it's gonna be okay from fantasy perspective uh when I look at Daniel Jones I see Blake Bortles Uh, I think that that's an insult and it probably is but someone who's going to be a fantasy player and you're going to look at him on the real life field and go yeah, this guy's not that good, but he's going to produce, and I don't care because I'm playing fantasy football. I want stat lines, so numbers are numbers. Uh, I love Saquon Barkley. Obviously, he's excellent. He's a top running back, if not the number one overall running back. Yes, he can go above CMC. It's possible. Then you look at the receiving game, and you've got uh, new guys like uh, Kadarius Toney. You've got Sterling Shepard, who's still around. you got Kenny Galladay, and you got Evan Ingram, and they're all just names that produce sometimes. And they're just not guys I love. I think you're going to just get wild inconsistency. If you're in a best ball league, maybe they're the names for you because they can pop up out of nowhere and have an insane game. But if you're looking for consistency and you're looking to play game by game, I'm uh, not in love. I think Evan Ingram will be fine because end is a wasteland of hell and death. But otherwise, mm, th- this team just is – they're going to have nice numbers, but I uh, they're icky. They're – No.
0: I think outside of Saquon, I mean, I know that everybody's high on Galladay, but look, man, Daniel Jones is still the quarterback of this team. And last season, they only had 189 yards average per game. I mean, look, Galladay can get 189 himself, but not if the guy throwing the ball can't get him, you know, the ball enough to make that happen. So I know that there's a lot of folks out there that love themselves from Daniel Jones and will just absolutely gush over daniel jones but when you sit down and you look at the numbers there's not a lot to get excited for and this receiving core even if you were to so look let's look at galladay right barkley catches some passes but you know you're right you got tony uh, tony 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 Yeah, Tawny, uh, he'll pronounce his name for us over the course of the season. We'll get used to it. Um, Ingram, you know, all these mouths to feed, but only 189 yards per game to get there. So for fantasy purposes, you're not going to get a giant amount of production out of these Giants receivers. So I'm just not seeing it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, they have to go up against the Washington football team defense, which is supposed to be good. The Dallas defense, which supposedly got better. The Eagles defense, which is still terrible. But uh, I'm just not in love with what this team brings to the table. Uh, When I play fantasy football, I want consistency. I want every guy to be Marcus Colston who just gets me my 85 yards and six catches. I will never forget that. I love you, Marcus Colston. And you're not on this roster. It's going to be all over the place. There's going to be wild inconsistencies. And If you want one of these guys, you're taking a huge home run shot. And good luck, because I don't want to pay for whatever that floor is. I want to pay for a high floor and uh, like maybe Daniel Jones is an okay pick because his floor is he's getting playing time and he's going to be behind throwing the ball and running the ball and fumbling the ball and doing all the things Daniel Jones does. I just, I'm it's, uh, it has a lot of New York hype to it and not a lot of actual real world football execution. I see it as a hodgepodge of talent coming together and failing. Yeah, It's what it looks like.
0: Yeah, and I, I only brought that mainly up just to say that stay away from Galladay unless you get him in an insanely good price because, again, I don't think he's one of those guys that's going to be a difference maker on your roster this season as much as you hope he is. All right, one coast to the next. We move out to L.A. Uh, you talked about the real world. Well, this is a real world cast of craziness out in L.A. right now uh, where we are going to see a new man at the helm and – look, the guy can sling the ball, but is this going to be still more of the same or is the offense going to be better now that Matthew Stafford is in charge of the Rams offense uh, for fantasy purposes?
1: You know, I think Matthew Stafford, the fantasy player, is basically going to be the same guy. He goes from a high pass happy, just volume based Detroit, just chuck it because we're losing all the time pass offense. And he moves to the Rams where he's going to be a lot more efficient going to have much better numbers in the real world but he's going to have a lot less passing opportunities because cam makers is there cam makers is very good sean McVay feeds running backs we saw what he did with todd Gurley. he's going to do the same thing with cam makers i think stafford's very fine and adequate he's not at all someone i love in the one qb league mm, no i'll pass i'll just go with the weekly guy whoever i need to add off of waivers it's fine not going to actually pay for stafford uh but give me cam makers i want him all day Uh, Cooper Cup's going to be a volume guy who's there. Robert Woods is going to be the same Robert Woods we all know, which is we don't really understand why he's as good as he is because we remember Buffalo Robert Woods, but he still is that good and it's fine. And then Tyler Higby is going to be this year's Tyler Higby, which is the, oh, he's got a great situation. Things are going to go great. He's going to have one game where he has 120 yards and three touchdowns. He's going to finish the year with six touchdowns and 400 yards. And you just don't want him on your roster because he's a one-week best ball guy.
0: But here's where I'm saying. So Stafford, 4,000 yards last year with the Lions offense. I mean, I, th- I think he gets a little bit of an upgrade in the Rams offense. Maybe not much. I mean, you know, he had some good weapons in, in, in Detroit. But I think LA's weapons maybe have a little more flash and pizzazz to them. So, I mean, if he had 4,000 yards last season with the Lions offense, I, I have a feeling that this may be a guy that may be a sneaky quarterback pickup for you. And it may be cheap. So maybe take a chance on Stafford if he's sitting there in round 11 or 12 or 13, right?
1: I mean, if you take him there, I'm not going to say, wow, what a bad pick. You made a huge mistake. Like, it's fine to grab him. But I think it's a fool's gold to look and go, oh, he's in the Rams offense. They're a better offense. Things are better there. He will be better because the reason you got fantasy stats is because the team was losing and he was passing all the time and the running situation couldn't really run for anything consistently. Yeah. Adrian Peterson was fine. And so was Deandre Swift, but it's a, it's a shift of philosophies. The Rams offense is going to get more yards, but there's going to be more rushing. There's going to be less downfield action. There's going to be less huck and Chuck in the fourth quarter. So I think that balances out to about the same guy from fantasy perspective.
0: Don't you bring up the ghost of Adrian Peterson on this show. He is amazing. That guy was awesome 10 years ago. I don't know. (laughs) I love me some Adrian Peterson.
1: I I love them too. Just uh, not in
0: 2021. (laughs) All right. A a team to love in 2021 is somebody that I think, uh, I mean, a lot of folks are probably going to be drafting a lot of these guys and they may even come off the board early just because of the fact that there's so much hype around this team, especially with the first pick in the draft. Of course, we are talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars with their shiny new quarterback situation. their same messed up running back situation and just a lot of a lot of people that are probably going to take some chances on them and hopefully you can uh, uh, just jump on the fact that there's guys are coming off the board too early in Jacksonville and you can kind of swoop in on that but James what about Jacksonville what about all their new situations and their new toys
1: I mean I love Trevor Lawrence I don't think anyone can ruin Trevor Lawrence I think if Urban Meyer is as bad as he's kind of trying to show us he is which I think is mostly a cat and mouse game but if it's true he's that bad and he wants Travis Etienne as a wide receiver I still think Trevor Lawrence is going to just power right through and be very good. Like, you, you don't just go in and ruin Peyton Manning. You don't go in and ruin Andrew Luck. Yeah, he might not be a superstar, but he's going to be totally fine. Now, that running game, I think it's also just a little bit of fake love, fake pretending. I think he's trolling the Steelers with them working Najee out at wide receiver. I don't think it's, it's anything. It's It's training camp nonsense to me. He ETN is going to be the main guy. James Robinson is going to be a very nice running back to uh, from fantasy perspective. I don't know how much I love them because I don't know how long it's going to take ETN to, to break out, but I would say maybe a comparable comparison is Jonathan Taylor or Cam Akers, someone who was not hot to start the year, but was very hot at the end of the year. And you want to own on your roster in a dynasty week by the end of the season, you look at that passing game. I think DJ Chark's going to be very good. So long as he stays healthy, what well, is going to get his numbers. And I, I like this offense. I like this team. I don't really think anyone's getting overdrafted outside of the rookies, but that's because I think every single rookie in this entire draft class is being overdrafted. So that's what it is. I, I I'm fine with this team. I don't love it. They're not my favorite. Their tight end situation is I, I don't even know what's going on there. So someone might step up and, and be worthy of a roster spot, but uh, I'm not going to say someone who should be not named its name but he's not going to be the guy. I don't know what the heck's happening. Urban Myers just, I think he's just joking around and he's just trying to create his culture, which is something and it'll happen, but I don't think it has any tangible effects on the team.
0: Okay, so for argument's sake, let's say he does make the team. Let's say that, tra- oh, that's ticking clock, see? Drink, take a shot. Uh, let's say he does make the team. Let's say Trevor Lawrence has a former quarterback at tight end. Do you draft him?
1: Absolutely not, no.
0: <laughs> that, was, that didn't take very long. I don't know. I I, I I don't know. I don't even know how to feel about it. I mean, if he does come back and if
1: he does start playing... Um, it, it, He's four I, years older than Gronk. He's played one snap in his career at tight end. He played baseball the last four seasons. You're insane for thinking he has any sort of value. He's a mascot on the roster. That's what he is. He's going to hype up the locker room if that's what Urban wants, or he's going to get cut and he's going to write a book about how great his experience was. It's all just a sham. It's not real. This isn't real football. It's it's not.
0: George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Tim Tebow, top three tight ends of the league. Lock it down. Speaking of a quarterback tight end hybrid, we move on to the New Orleans Saints who has sort of that same situation going on in their new, well, I don't know even how much new it is, but uh, Taysom Hill is the shiny toy that everybody liked to play with last season. But in this Saints offense, what are we even looking at for the 2021 season without the guy who's been there for so damn long in one uh, Drew Brees? James, what about the Saints offense?
1: So uh, I'm a believer in Taysom Hill as the quarterback. I understand that Jameis Winston was re-signed and he's the guy with the golden arm and he's the guy with LASIK surgery and all of this is going to turn him into Sean Payton's golden goose. And no, it's Taysom Hill. He's going to run some weird old half 1960s offense where Taysom runs around, he throws um, some lame ducks down the field and they win eight to 10 games. And Sean Payton is, you know, Bill Belichick light. He loves that old school, rough and tough, no passing game and he wants to run with it. Frankly, I think he just doesn't want to use Jameis Winston because Jameis Winston is Jameis Winston. So I, I get it. Uh, you look at that team and everyone fears for death for Alvin Kamara with Taysom Hill under center. And he was actually still very, very good with Taysom Hill under center, he just did not catch any passes. So in a PPR league, you were going, oh, no, the sky's falling. But also, he's going to catch some passes. Is he going to have the same volume with Drew Brees? No, but he's not going to literally vanish into thin air. And even if he does, he's still a very solid backfield runner. So I don't understand the, the Alvin Kamara skies falling in with Taysom Hill. I think it's totally fine. Yeah, maybe he's not the 1A with CMC and Barkley out. But, okay, he can be a 1B. It's fine. Uh, You look at their passing game, and then you go, oh, that's why Calvin Kamara is going to do good, because their passing game is Michael Thomas, Traquan Smith, who's supposed to be breaking out now for like the 14th straight year, and it's not going to happen, Marquez Callaway, who's like, all right, fine, he's a guy, Adam Troutman was drafted early, so he's also a guy, Uh, they took Something named Kawan Baker in the seventh round, so that that's an offensive player. Like, there's nothing here. It, it's gonna be a game of running because there's nothing to pass to. Yeah, Michael Thomas is the guy, but what else is there? There's nothing. Yeah, I, I, mm, uh, 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 I don't know. Just bad noises. Yeah,
0: well, well Kamara that's the thing like I don't know that I'm drafting him as the number It maybe even one of the top three running backs off the board I think I may wait if he's still there around four or five, you know But I'd probably miss out on him anyways because there's a lot of people that are taking him Uh right up there in the in the top two uh, But in a ppr maybe I would take him up up there in the top two or so, but I don't know I feel like Kamara could Really blow up because there is nothing else on that team I feel like Kamara could all of a sudden just be like the guy because there's nothing else to turn to
1: yeah uh, i i don't see what's wrong with that thought process it makes tons of sense it's kamara michael thomas and then a bag of balls that's it
0: yeah Well, speaking of a bag of balls, uh, we have got a bag of balls in the Colts now because not only has one Hall of Fame quarterback retired, but probably the most controversial non, I don't know if Philip Rivers is going to actually make the Hall of Fame. He probably should, but maybe he doesn't. But he vacated Indianapolis and now we are left with another situation where this is a uh, an offensive note because we don't even know what this offense is going to look like in 2021 in Indianapolis. Uh, So I don't know. What are you thinking, James?
1: Uh, I've got a pretty good idea of what it's going to look like. It's going to look like hell. It's going to be awful. Carson Wentz is absolute trash. Uh, I'm not one who comes in with extremely hot takes like that very often, but that's what Carson Wentz is. Look at all the other quarterbacks who were taken in in the first round that were traded before the age 30 or released or cut or whatever. Everyone is awful except for Alex Smith who isn't exactly great and is not a fantasy quarterback. And I'm not even talking about people who had the season Wentz had last year, just all of them in general since 2000. They're all absolutely atrocious. That's what Carson Wentz is. He's awful. He's going to make that team terrible. He's done. Teams don't trade people with the type of cap that Wentz had unless they just absolutely hate them and they want them gone because they're toast. And that's what he is, and he's going to ruin that team. He's a plague, and it's it's just going to be awful. I don't want to touch anything there. He's going to ruin Jonathan Taylor. That's how bad he is. He's going to make Jonathan Taylor from being a huge number one top running back to making him a very, very, very good running back. That's fine. Quarterbacks can only ruin the running game so much. But do I want Michael Pittman Jr.? No. Do I want T.Y. Hilton? No. Do I want Mo, Mo Alley Cox? No. Do I want anyone else I've already forgotten because I don't want them anywhere near my roster? No, I don't want anyone.
0: You've just made every Philadelphia Eagles fan out there your enemy. <laughs> tell you right well maybe not because they're they're away with car yeah exactly they're away with Carson Wentz anyways so who knows uh but here's the thing about Carson Wentz I mean and look I- I'm not gonna go all out and say that he's a hot garbage but yes he definitely is probably that that stuff you should have thrown away a couple of days ago that's still in the fridge but you take it out right and you smell it real quick and see do I at least have another day with it that's kind of what the Colts just did they took it out of the refrigerator opened up the Tupperware just to see if maybe they had a couple of more days to to be able to eat it now I don't know it could give them food poisoning or it could actually turn out to be a a good meal that will nourish them but I don't know I think I think with the Colts you're going to be able to play Taylor. I I still, I think he won't make Taylor complete and total nuts. I still don't, I won't take Taylor over, um, Over Nick Chubb, but I would still definitely take Taylor if he was sitting around for me in a little bit of uh, um, The later rounds, so I hope you took the shot too by the way Uh, Yeah, so for me, I think maybe Taylor might be the only one that I want on this and maybe Pittman if I'm like really searching for some late late guys that could actually be weak winners But other than that, yeah, I'm not taking Wentz for sure
1: Yeah, I mean, to be clear, I think Taylor's going to be very good. I'm not trashing him. I'm just saying Carson Wentz is going to make him worse than what he is if someone else was there, which is just how bad he is. I think Naeem Hines is going to be fine as a pass-catching back when the Colts are losing by a bunch and Wentz can't throw the ball downfield. Uh, I I think it's fine from a fantasy perspective to to go after these running backs, but this passing game is going to be awful. Remember Travis Fulgham? That's going to be the best receiver on this team, somebody who shows up for two weeks and then is gone i don't want it don't touch it
0: oh well all right that that i think that puts a nice stake in the colts because <laughs> i don't know and, and again people are gonna be like well why do you bring up these offenses And it's because look man there's actually interesting things to talk about look i tell you you already know the ones that you're going to roster right i mean people are already covering all these top offenses so we don't have to cover those we can find the ones that people are questioning you know like should i put Taylor on my roster. Should I try to roster any Saint other than Kamara? Those are the questions we want to answer for you folks. We're trying to give you the answers to the tough questions, not the easy ones. Um, And speaking of tough things, Mr. uh, Mr. Titus over here has been, listening to every word that we've said formulating his opinions figuring out where he's wrong he now has five golden interrupted minutes to give us his takes and where we went wrong and look at he's already ringing his he's ready he's ready for this so all uh, right ready,
2: ready to go
0: <laughs> Dan five minutes on the clock for you tell us everything that we got wrong
2: So first off I just want to say James you were great um rod you were you were pretty good as well but i I gotta say as he was coming out so boldly with these hot takes i couldn't help but agree with most of them um and you guys are pretty 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 accurate here to quote larry david and james earlier but we'll start it off with uh the first thing i thought was really interesting was that james said that fantasy football players they might be a little bit concerned about zeke's age and he makes it The way he runs the ball, I guess you could think that he's like 27, 28 years old. He's actually only 25. So while you might get scared away by his age, sure, he does have the mileage and the tread on his tires. But he's actually not that old. And in running back terms, he's not at that age where he's truly over the hill yet. So don't be too scared away by Zeke's age. And then also talking about Dallas. Uh, Rod, you did say that Dallas was 14th in in yards per game. They actually came in 13th at 371.8. San Francisco came in 14th at at 370.1. And then let's go to the Eagles. I am the Eagles homer here along with our homie, Sean Green. And I will not take this Eagle slander here. Miles Sanders No one wants to get behind that. I mean, I want to get behind an offensive coordinator who's now a head coach that loves to run the ball. And yes, they stack the deck with some You know, not so popular players. We got carry Johnson, but we know he's got bum knees like he may not even make it through training camp. But what I do love is that the Colts had 436 rushing attempts last year compared to the Eagles only having 278. If you look at the total touches, the Colts had 553 compared to the Eagles, 338. I see opportunity in Philadelphia. And I see 158 attempt rushing attempts on the table, along with 215 touches up for grabs. Yes, Jalen Hurts is probably going to take in some of that, but Miles Sanders, you could do a lot. You could do a lot worse than getting Miles Sanders on your roster here. So I'm sensing some optimism here, as well as James is going the other direction, but that's okay. Um, so let's go to the Packers. Now this one was great because I was actually really concerned. I was like, "Wow, how does he? Is Robert Tunyon really this good?" The catchable target rate that I tracked was actually eleven point two. Oh, sorry, catchable target rate at eleven point two. James said eleven point one. So we're you know it all depends on you know what stat you're looking at here. But I let's let's call that a victory. That was great. But more impressively, Robert Tunyon had a twenty one point one percent TD catch rate, which is tops the league here. So just extremely efficient with the amount of opportunities that he was given. This one really hit home before you jumped on, James. I was like, wow, he is spitting facts now. Um, Blake, the comparison of Daniel Jones to Blake Bortles, it is, it's unquestioned. It's unmatched. Like he is Blake Bortles. Just for some comparison's sake here, uh, Blake Bortles averaged 226 yards per game over the course of his career. He had a That's kind of juiced up from a couple good seasons earlier on. But Daniel Jones is sitting right there after two years at 221 yards per game. And their rushing yards are actually pretty comparable. You would be surprised. I mean, if you go back to Blake Bortle's rookie season, he was one of the best scrambling quarterbacks in the game because he's never had a line. Funny. Neither does the New York Giants. So here we are. Um, so I thought that was great. And then just to close it out, you know, Rod, you gave the hot take Is Rivers a Hall of Famer? Well, just for some perspective here, he finished fifth in all. Fifth all time in passing yards with sixty three thousand four hundred and forty. Fifth in passing touchdowns at four twenty one. He is twelfth in the NFL history in twelfth in NFL history in passer yards or sorry passer rating. Excuse me, ahead of Kurt Warner and Joe Montana. Now the slide against him. He didn't win a Super Bowl. He's never been a first team All Pro. But I think you got to give old Phil, you know, with ten kids, the nod here. gives Give him his flowers
0: if nothing else i guess the residual check of being a hall of famer will take care of the kids as college
2: <laughs> you could definitely use some extra money man for sure
0: <laughs> uh dan thanks man that was awesome look you still have 30 seconds to spare anything else that you want to wrap up
2: uh just look out for my my projections that are be coming out for the Uh, SGPN crew here. Really excited to get into the fantasy football season. Follow me on Twitter at Dan Titus. I just came off of the NBA Gambling Podcast where I do a a show with Manaf Manji. Uh, Love the crew. Continue to follow us. Hit the Slack channel. We're all Gens here, so we're going to give you all the best information throughout the NFL season. So, stay tuned. More to come.
0: Seasoned pro this man look at that uh, all right gentlemen man that was uh that was a quick round i feel like that flew by but uh, i think we got a lot of good stuff out there james again as as just a guest goes you were so awesome and and i think i echo dan in Thanks. saying that uh, your stuff was was amazing and uh like we were talking about just before we hit the record button um collecting thoughts right this is this is something you got to collect your thoughts for
1: exactly you got to actually know what you're talking about uh, it's very easy to sit back and just kind of ramble on about something but you got to bring some stats you got to have some knowledge you can't just sit back and go oh you know oh nick chubb stinks because he's on the Browns <laughs> and, and be an old curmudgeon you got to actually come with a little <laughs> bit of factoids you got to have some reasons behind your thoughts you can't just throw out something you gotta you gotta come with a little bit of spice I'm so all- i think i brought that I and think I, you I did. did all
0: right. I think you did. All right, James. Tell tell everybody where they can find you out there in the in the social world. Again, remind them of, of where you write and where they can find you on uh, social media.
1: Yeah, on social media, uh, I'm a one stop shop on Twitter, so you can find me at What Money Three Thousand. Uh, you can find me writing. I write up for baseball over at Roto Baller and at For Fantasy Sake. If you want my football takes, they're mostly IDP takes, but they are at Gridiron Ratings. Uh, you can find my contract dynasty fantasy football league, which is my little baby that I love at contract dynasty on Twitter. If you want to challenge yourself beyond just regular dynasty and create your own ecosystem, go look at that. That's everything. Just go to my Twitter. You'll find me. You can look at my rankings and tell me how bad they are.
0: James is a fantastic gentleman, a fantastic fantasy mind, and uh, very excited to actually have him on the show. Um, I'm going to not end it with that one. I'm going to end it with this one. Yeah, there you go. Drink again, everybody. I'm here to get you nice and buzzed by the end of the show. Again, thanks for joining us on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Fantasy Football Podcast. So excited. Again, thanks to James. Thanks to Dan. Thanks to everybody for listening. This has been a blast. We'll see you again next week. Find me again on Twitter at RJ Via Gomez. Read all of my stuff on the Sports Gambling Podcast website. Until next week, everybody, let it ride. And I'm ready for some fantasy football. Our shoes,
1: wrapped me so tight and cheap.